There's a beautiful story that I had um, come across and it's, it's the story about Orpheus and Eurydice. It's the two Greek lovers. Orpheus was one of the best musicians that the world has ever seen and he will play his lyre. And the story goes to say that whenever he plays, the world moved. Trees will bow down, birds and even rivers at some point had to move to his music. He was that good. And whenever he played the music, everything had life because of his music. And so Alpheus met Eurydice and they got married. But shortly after their wedding, if not the day after their wedding, Eurydice is beat by a poisonous snake and then died. Alpheus from this point on became very sad and depressed. And he started to play blues, literal blues, which is sad music. And at one point then, he decides to confront the underground world in search of hoping that he can go back and negotiate to bring his wife back to the land of the living. He goes to the, to, the, to the dark world and plays his music and everybody is moved, including the queen and the king of the dark world. And so the king says, I'll give you your wife back, but on one condition only. You can travel back to the, to the land of the living but you cannot look at your wife. Don't turn back to look at your wife until both of you have stepped foot in the land of the living. And so Ophius says, I could take that deal anytime, any day. And he goes back to the land of the living, but as he gets to the land of the living, he was the first. He steps out for some weird reason. He decides to turn back and look at his wife, who was also getting ready to come back from the land of the dead. And the wife is snatched back to the land of the dead, but this time for good. That glance, that single glance after taking the journey from the land of the dead kept Orpheus in a place of regrets where he played sad music his rest of his life until his death. Sometimes in our personal life, we take those glances without necessarily thinking what deal we had made with the people who gives us the opportunity to be happy in life. And so today I want to talk about regrets and what to do when you find yourself in a spot where you've taken that glance and all you have is the pain the shame and agony of regrets ladies and gentlemen welcome to forget norms with mr fashino What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of our show Forget Norms. As you guys know, our show tries to get you to leave your best self in spite of what the norms of the society is. If it fits, do it. If not, don't. Uh, let me express my appreciation for anyone who shared our podcast episodes and anyone who uh, has been liking and following us and sending us congratulatory messages for what we do. We really appreciate you. And as always, don't forget to click the share button and don't forget to tell us what you think. Uh, let me jump right into the show. Um, recently, I had my Orpheus moment. Um, my wife and I have been married for about four years. Uh, we're going on our fifth year now. One of the things that we've always preached in our relationship is trust. How to be trusting towards each other. And so for 
four years of our relationship, we've never really had the reason to check phones or, you know, have passwords to each other's phones. We just write off this trust that, hey, you know the deal. If you do something to me that I don't like, there's equal consequences for that. So take care of yourself and take care of me regardless of whether I'm looking or not. But for some reason recently, I started to find myself searching for loopholes within that trust factor that we had developed for our relationship. You see, there is something when you have a a quest for information that um, you possibly know what the truth is, but your insecurity sometimes only gives you um, black holes to go search for information. There was a period of time that I left my wife for about six months. She was in in another space and I was somewhere else trying to figure life out and get things going for us as a family. I have to admit, um, during that time, I had some doubts and I had some questions because we had just gotten married at that point. Even though I had, you know, verbally inquired and said, hey, I hope all is well, you know, I hope you're cool. And she had said yes. Something within my subconscious, and I, and I never really acted upon up until this weekend, something within my subconscious, for some weird reason, always felt like there was some information that I needed to dig into in order to validate that trust that I had. And so after a random beautiful evening uh, this past weekend, I went searching, let alone in what I will call the wrong place. Not the wrong place in terms of the being of the person, but the wrong place in the sense that number one, I had no business searching. And two, I had the information that she had given me and we had predicated our relationship on trust. And my obvious moment came after I did all the things that I did to see whether I was blindly trusting my wife or I was foolish, only to realize that not only was I foolish and not blindly trusting my wife, but I was actually very foolish to even expose our relationship in the light that I have done in the past few days. And so my regret the pain and everything and how the trust is broken and, and and what to look forward to after this moment swallowed me up where everything that I did was sad songs within my spirit. And so I started to look up regrets and I started to realize that what I have done is very painful and costly to our relationship. True. But could this moment also be a moment that I can use to teach myself and learn and build myself up to the point where I can be of value again to our relationship? And so I start to figure out, to say, okay, what do you do when you regret your decision so much and the pain that comes from that betrayal of not only your wife, some of the people that you've acquainted yourself with and they trust your character they trust your judgment they trust your choices but then you make the bad choice that you make and what also happens when you start to feel funny that 
not only have I made a bad choice, not only have I compromised our love, but then I've also exposed myself in a position where some people will have the authority to express their opinion about me, whether be it factual or not. Some people crumble and die. In the case of the story I told you about our fears, um, it's not so much explicit, but there's a strong possibility that he, for the rest of his life, felt like had I not looked at my wife, we would still be here today. Some of us have made decisions for, for work. We've, we've chosen one job over another. Some of us have made decisions for school. We've chosen one school for kids, for, for life partners. We've, we've chosen to marry this person. We've, we've decided to, to move to a different town and not move to a different town. And we are dealing with the consequences of our decisions and our choices. The pain sometimes will swallow you up. But I want to change the narrative today for the next five or so minutes that I have remaining with you guys. I want to bring out the beauty of painful regrets. I want to bring out the beauty of poor and bad decisions as it relates to growth and strengthening of a positive character and personality, especially for anyone who believes in the, in, in the aspect of the fact that what I just did was wrong. But then, the mere recognition and the pain of the fact that it was wrong is a huge opportunity for the right thing in growth. It's a huge opportunity for a better self. It's a huge opportunity for you to not sing blues songs like Orpheus did where the world used to get light from you and now all the world gets is darkness because you can't even sing beautiful songs again. The trees we used to dance to your music and now the rivers don't even move to you anymore. But every single one of us has that light in us that does not get dim because of one mistake that we make. If anything, the light actually shines brighter. If you can just polish up that circumstance and rise above that and learn from the lessons that you were supposed to learn from and become a better person, your light actually shines bright. No one in life, no one as much as we try to think about it, no one in life is not susceptible to a bad choice or a bad decisions. Sometimes the circumstances that we meet before us is the first time we encounter circumstances. So all we have to do is possibly do a guesswork of what could be a good outcome. And usually when the outcome is not that great because of the fundamentals of our reasoning as human beings, what we try to do is to go back and fix that particular minute, that actual minute that we messed up, as opposed to embracing the lesson from the mess up and try to fix the next minute because that minute that you messed up, you'll never get it back. But the minutes that are coming up, you can use that minute as a teaching moment and better yourself. What is regrets? Let's try to talk some quick things here before I wrap up. Regret is a negative emotion, but self-judgment and regrets are similar in terms of their context. But I like to always say you could self-judge yourself when you apply the concept of a behavioral analysis, which means that while you regret and you feel the pain, but you apply self-judgment, you put yourself before the pedestal and say, okay, what did I do wrong and what could I have done? How does this apply of who I know to be as a person and what about me did I do that did not necessarily reflect my own personal values and personal morals, not societal morals. I'm not talking the norms of society here. I'm talking about your own personal values and your morals. 
And when you start to do those things, you realize that you will take the pain of regret to become more of a corrective action. You will find a way to make it more of a corrective action. You'll also be able to find the informational value of the regret. Why am I feeling sad about this? Well, fundamentally, you hurt somebody. Okay, cool. But what, what does that tell me? Especially in the case of what I did this weekend, by taking someone's trust and trying to put it against another information that I may or may not even find value in. It's like a friend who I was talking to asked me and said, okay, let me ask you a question. Let's just hypothetically say you had found out Otherwise, of what you found out or what you thought was happening and then you found out what would what would have happened to you would you have divorced your wife and my answer was no and then he said so why were you looking for that information and at that point i felt even more bitter about myself but then it also reminded me of how much of a human being i am who has a lot of growth to do these moments help me grow as a person, help me rely even more on my spiritual thought process to say there is a supreme being who knows it all. All of us are still just trying to find our way and find ourselves on earth. So when I think of that song, I say, okay, regret now is helping in making sense of the world and my position in the world as a person, as an individual. Regret is also helping me to avoid similar behavioral patterns because the pain that I feel, I have to try to equip myself to anything that I can feel like again in the future and I don't want that. So now I got to change my behaviors. I got to change my thought process. If I thought I was trusting, I have to learn how to trust more. You can't trust and then you doubt certain things. It's either you're going to trust or you don't trust. And then finally, regrets give you insight of circumstances. And so I, I made myself vulnerable in this light because I've always said to myself that my ministry in life, my teaching, I don't mean ministry in gospel light, but my teachings in life can only come from my experiences in life. I can only said, tell somebody, don't do this or do this based on the fact that I have experienced it myself. And this was one moment in life where as painful as it came, I am very appreciative of it. And I'm not even in any circumstance ashamed of what happened. I am only apologetic to the people that my choices and decisions brought them pain and also made them to question my motives, also made them to question my outlook on life and also make them to question my integrity of my behavior of who they know me to be. And so I apologize to those people. But what I also appreciate is the opportunity for me to realize myself and say, oh, wow, this is something new. Now you have to go ahead and fix this. And as I speak to everyone today, I want to say this. Orpheus got to the point where the small light in him that shined or the big light in him that shined and gave life to everything around him could not even be illuminated from him. He was sat up until the day of his death. And that is sometimes what regret does because regret sometimes ends up pushing you to the point where you become stressed. It pushes you from stress to depression. And now all of a sudden, everything that you see around you is the shame that you walk around with for a mistake or a decision that, or a choice that you never made. Because that's really what it is. We only regret the things that we didn't do. Because the things that we do only gets to show us the decision that we could have made that would have brought you know, a more favorable outcome. But I say this to anyone listening to me today who finds himself in a regretful situation. Sometimes even our own thoughts can be against us 
And no matter how much we propose to be in control, we just cannot overcome the purpose and randomness of life. Life sometimes has to happen against our thought process and our will for us to be able to learn how to grow and become a better version of ourselves. So as you sit and listen to me and as you wallow in your pain, I want you to rise up and realize something. There is a reason why you have to feel the pain. There is a reason why in spite of how much strong will you think you are, in spite of how much truthful you think you've ever been, in spite of how much brave you think you've been, you were weak. You told a lie because you had to be vulnerable to life for you to be able to see yourself grow in the strength. And also you had to have that deep moment of your life for you to be able to find the strength to still be able to illuminate the you that you know yourself to be. And so I want to encourage anybody who's dealing with regrets today and I want to encourage them to say the pain is very real and it should be. The apology should be real. But what also should be real is the opportunity for the growth and knowledge and the opportunity to do something better next time when you find yourself with the same circumstances. Should you beat yourself up, it's totally your choice. And the same way you had the choice to do something else and you did the other thing is the same way you have a choice right now to say, you know what, I'm not going to beat myself up to the point where I can't rise up and still let my light shine. Everything comes down to the choices of the decisions. So rise up above that feeling. Make amends for those who you've hurt. Apologize to those who you feel like you should apologize to. But don't do this. Don't rely on the norms of life. Don't rely on the gossip. Don't rely on the traditions of life that will put you in a place to say, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did that. Well, let them believe. But build yourself up. And become a better version of that moment that you never had the opportunity to do the righteous thing. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself and I'll talk to you guys. Peace. For more information or to get in contact with our host, visit our website, www.forgetnorms.com.